Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant. I'm one of your hosts, Brendan. And I'm Cassandra. We're a couple married 26 plus years of marriage, having a conversation about our life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how with God's intervention, we were able to persevere. Our goal in sharing with you is to show you marriage is fun, God-ordained, and to let you know that you are not alone in your marriage struggles. So my wife, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great because guess what? We're actually <laughs> our first ep- one of our first episodes ever. We are on location, Woo! location, location, location. Yep. We are in sunny, sunny, well, sort of sunny, <laughs> Daytona, Florida on a little vacay. We decided to here, we, even though we're enjoying ourselves with our family and everything, we decided to do our first location uh, podcast episode. And we even have special guests for today. I yep. w- I'm going to let my bride introduce our guests for today. I'm so excited to have these two people. They're like my two favorite people in the whole wide world. They're my parents. And I'm so glad they decided to do this with us. Um, they have so much wisdom and so much knowledge and so much clarity when it comes to marriage. So... I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Ernestine Williams. <laughs> my name is Gregory Williams, Sr. <laughs> okay, let's do it right. The Reverend Dr. Gregory Williams, Sr. I know, okay. he, time, he wants us to make sure you call him <laughs> Reverend Dr. Now it's just Gregory Williams, Sr. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so glad that you guys are on and you, you, wanted, you could take a little bit of time to do this with us because you guys have supported us you've hopefully listened to some of the episodes on our podcast mm-hmm. we have and you know support us and what it is that we're doing for married couples you know we we've always had the goal and the desire to help married couples and and you know let them know marriage is fun and it's something that god <laughs> designed and it's not easy it's not supposed to be easy it's work So we thought we would have you guys on here, ask you some questions, get some wisdom and some knowledge from y'all, pick your brains, hear your story. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. All of that. All of that. So we have have entitled this episode, Meet the Williams, as in... You know, if you've watched, if you've seen the movies, Meet the Parents, or what's the other one? Meet the Fockers. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's F-O-C-K-E-R-S. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> want to make sure we understood that. <laughs> then we, I thought it'd be kind of catchy and to give it a name like this. So, I we I have known this family, these these wonderful people, what at least thirty years. Cause, you know, we dated yeah. at least thirty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and believe it or not, everyone, Cassandra is the first woman I dated uh, when we were dating that actually had a father. Most of the girls I dated were all single parent children. So I was like, I thought I was, as long as, I, as, long as mama liked me, I was good until I met Dr. <laughs> Greg, Reverend Greg Williams. I still remember the first time we actually literally met. He, uh, we were on a choir tour, and I was staying at your place. And I was in your brother's room. We were talking, and then he comes downstairs and says, "Hi," shook shook my hand. He says, "Now nah, good." Now nah, I've met him and went back upstairs. I'm like, "Okay, I see how this is going." Yes. You didn't know how to handle it. I didn't. I was like, 
coming in with a deep voice like he's ready to fight me <laughs> very white voice <laughs> he's ready to fight I was like what I do all I said was I didn't even say hi yet <laughs> and so yeah but I, I had a name with mom me and mom we clicked I had a name with mom we was good yeah <laughs> well the reason why we wanted you to be on it like Cassandra said we wanted to get your we, got, we have some questions we want to ask you and again this is conversational so we need all parties involved and so we just wanted to go ahead and just pick your brain on some things some general questions and then some specific questions we would love for you both to answer for us so of course the first question is how long have you been married I know you guys just celebrated anniversary so I'm so excited Next June, we'll be celebrating 50 years. But we've been married 49 years this year. (laughs) Just so you know, this is how the cover, this is how the question is going to (laughs) go. So if you. you, you That's how long we've been married. 49, not next year, 50. Amen. Everyone, have a sense of humor with these two because these two will make you laugh. I got my story. (laughs) This this is how I know this is going to be good. Right, right. Yeah. So, 49 years. Yes. All right. Now, how did you meet? Go ahead, go ahead and uh, tell them. Well, we were, uh, <clears throat> we're from Indianapolis. My, husband's from, <laughs> my husband is from Indianapolis by way of St. Louis, Missouri. He's going to tell you that right off. He was born in St. Louis, so we got to give St. Louis its props. But I lived in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he lived there, too, with his mom and dad. And we used to live down the street from each other. Uh, he and my younger brother were best friends. They went to school together. And that's how I met Gregory. Come on, tell your side. I was going to say, yeah, I know you have a side. And so we were, you know, friends. He was my brother's Friend, I'm two years older than him, so you know I was two years ahead of those guys in high school and school and everything. So he was always my uh, younger brother's friend. Well, initially, I, I would say that's true. That uh, I had met her brother Tony, and uh, you know we just hang out together and stuff like that. Uh, sit on the steps and talk. You know, uh, how we, it was safe to do then, uh, till one in the morning on the weekend and stuff like that. So through him, I met Ernestine. And so it gradually turned in from being my friend, Tony being my best friend, to let me go see Tony so I can see Ernestine. (laughs) And eventually, I found myself liking her, but never told her. I was a shy young man, still am, but um, we were good friends. Anytime she wanted to walk to the store, she would come by my house, and she'd ask me, well, I asked her where she'd going, and she'd say, I'm going to the store. You want to go with me? And so I would go with her. And there was a, a, a other time she would come down to my house and say, I'm going to the store, but it was it past the direction of her house going the other way. And so I wonder, well, why she come down here to the store <laughs> the other direction to the you know? So I just said, okay, that's cool, you know. So uh, I came to get my walking buddy. We, uh, <laughs> we would walk to the store and stuff like that. So that's kind of how we met. We, I think we met 
when it was uh, 1960. I, I think it was 1967. Yeah, 66, because we were friends a long time before we uh, even dated. Mm-hmm. That's that's another story, you know. We'll we'll get to that at another time. Don't forget, folks. Back in our era, and our time zone, it wasn't popular for older girls to go with younger guys. So keep that in mind. I'm two years older than my husband, so you know it wasn't cool then to go with somebody younger than you, a lower classman. It was it was cool with me. It was just the situation. You got to understand. Some women just don't know how to handle younger men. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Wait a minute now, because uh, I got a younger one too. I had to, and I, I couldn't handle either. It's fine. <laughs> I, I had to. Um, she did therapy. <laughs> you know, I just had to go along with it. You know, until. Well, she didn't put it out there now, so I got to deal with it. You know, uh, back in the day, when we talk about back in the day, we're talking about when we grew up back in the 60s and 70s. We would use the term, uh, and I don't know what term they use nowadays, but uh, if we wanted to uh, uh, some girl to be our our girlfriend or, I guess, a boyfriend, some girls would say, I would, you would say, can I have a chance? And uh, so that means you wanted a chance to be a, a boyfriend and show yourself, you prove yourself to be a worthy uh, boyfriend. And so I asked uh, Ernestine uh, if she would give me a chance. And then she started talking about, no, nah, you're too young. You, you're too young. Well, I'm only two years younger than you. Uh, well, no, nah, you're just but I'm too never young. Mother-in-law. See, I knew what it was. I didn't have a car, and I didn't have yeah. a job. So <laughs> and he wore a car she, was, she, she, was, she was after those other guys. That's, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. Is that true, Mother? That's how yeah, it went. I mean, you know, like I said back then, he was my brother's friend. You know, I didn't date, didn't date uh, younger boys. And there was, there was a young man that I liked. He was 18. He was, too, he was older than me. He was... Who are you talking about? Sydney? Yeah, two years Sydney older than me. Sydney was 20 years old, man. No, he wasn't. He was two, because I went to his high school graduation. He was two years older than me, but he had a car, you know, was good looking, sharp dresser, you know, and my husband used to be a little chunky, and he wore uh, black, what do you call those, Clark Kent uh, eyeglasses, and he didn't have no car. You know what I'm saying, girls? See, it's all about the material thing. It's all about you know, the material stuff. He didn't have no car, girls, and um, and like I said, once again, he was my brother's friend. Okay. Because my brother had several friends. That I think that liked me, but to me, they were just friends. That says a lot, mommy. Well, but, it does. It shows, shows that you was I mean, you were a catch. Yeah, like said. Well, and Daddy caught you. Was, yeah, that's true. He did catch me, but you know, yeah. That yeah. goes into my next question. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with you, Mom. Okay. How did you know he was the one? Well, you know, I think he was always the one from God's perspective. I'm I'm doing hindsight here. From God's perspective, it was always supposed to be 
Greg, my husband. But from my perspective, remember what we just listened to about the spiritual? Mm-hmm. From my perspective, no, it was supposed to be someone else. Right. You know, someone older. The, the other guy I told you about, Sydney. But, you know, I, I truly believe that God has a way of working situations out. Greg left Indianapolis and he went to St. Louis to live with his grandfather. And so he was gone like, what, a couple years before you came back home? Three years. He was gone three years. So I didn't, you know, didn't see him or anything. Then then when he came back home for a visit, <laughs> it's like, ooh, he done lost weight and sharp dresser wearing there. I said, oh, okay. So then um, we just clicked. But I had never looked at Greg as a boyfriend back then when I was, you know, in high school. I never did. But it's just something when he came back and God said it was time. Me, it you know, it was it was it was the right time. Yeah. Because, you know, when he's gone through years, I didn't have that buddy relationship with nobody else. Yeah. You know, to uh I could call and say, Hey Greg, come on, let's go so and so. That was gone. Right. You know, I was basically I guess just say by myself, mm-hmm. you know, so Lord Aww. had a, it, Lord had a way of putting it all together. Yep. He really did. Oh, that's so precious. Stop it. Reverend Doctor. <laughs> well, you know, she left out the fact that Sydney was a player. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Sydney alone, he should have been yeah, himself. <laughs> yeah, she, Sydney was a player, and yeah, he was. everybody knew it. But I knew one 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 day. Uh, I can't remember the year, date, or whatever. But Ernestine came down past the house. She was going to the store, you know. And come on, go with me to the store. And I went to the store with her. And then uh, we came back, and I just walked her to her house, and I left and went back home. And my mother and father was. Uh, they were sitting on the front porch and uh, something that people did a lot and when we were growing up and uh, I was standing behind my parents and uh, I said to my uh, parents I said I was 13 years old at the time now I told them I said I'm gonna marry her and my my father uh, busted out with this big laugh and and it kind of ticked me off because I was serious (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I let it go, and I, I guess I could say that I knew at that point that she was the one for me. I wasn't following the Lord at the time, and so I didn't have a perspective from God or anything like that. Uh, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, the woman I was gonna marry, and so. Uh, I always wanted to live with my grandfather, and so I, I left Indianapolis uh, when I started high school, and I went to St. Louis to live with my grandfather because he was my best buddy in the world, and and uh, uh, I uh, enjoyed being with him because I used to go down there every summer, and uh, well, up there every summer, and visit him. And so when I got to St. Louis, I... Uh, enrolled in school and I don't really like sports or anything football baseball that was a different story I once did but that's another time Uh, but uh, some of my friends were on the wrestling team and they talked to me about 
wrestling and uh, due to my size, they said, yeah, you could be a good heavyweight wrestler. And so I joined the wrestling team and with all the exercising and running the stairs every day, I ended up losing all of my heavyweight and I uh, came down to 168 pounds. And, you know, I have to say that I was pretty tight. Uh, and uh, I started working at the same time so and I always liked uh, 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 clothes uh, and I enjoyed dressing well and so I started buying my own clothes and uh, you know I have to say that uh, I looked good in them at 168 pounds. Modesty is and, not his. And I, uh, 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 I have to say that I think a, a lot of the other women thought that I was. Not that I was oh, a player. I was not a player. That, that wasn't my uh, thing. Remember now, in the beginning, I said I was shy, you know, mm-hmm. and so... Yeah, I had a, a friends. Uh, truly, I had a lot of girlfriends that were just friends, uh, in St. Louis, and uh, anytime somebody would want to make a, a play at me, I said, well, you know, I, I got a woman in Indianapolis who I'm going to marry, and, you know, went through the whole story with them uh, about it, and they would say, well, she didn't turn you down. I'd say, well, you know, there's always a, another chance, and so uh, that's how uh, I, I knew that she was the one for me. I always kept her picture on mantle at my grandfather's house and when my friends would come over to guy friends they would always ask me who's this pretty girl up here on the mantle this picture here that's the only picture i had so that's my future wife and uh they said what do you mean future wife i said well she lives in indianapolis and uh we're gonna get together one day so uh, that's how we well that's how i come to know that uh ernestine was the one for me and you know, you know what? Believe it or not, you were the only person that I actually gave an eight by ten graduation picture to. Oh, oh. Besides, you know, besides my folks, but he's the only one that I gave. Usually, give them the little wallet size right. ones, you know, to get all wrinkled. But he's the only one that I gave an eight by ten photo to. I just thought about that, so he could put on. I didn't know he was gonna put on. Um, manual, let me let me correct it. It wasn't an eight by ten. It was a five by eight. <laughs> No, you had, yes. a, you had a full size. It was a five by eight. It's still in the same frame I had on the mantle. So I know. Really? Yeah, okay. really. Well, we're correct. And you I must have gave that him. to Sydney. No. Oh, wow. I didn't, give, I didn't give him any pictures. He was gone, I think, when I graduated. He went to Pepin School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went to player school. All right. So you can scratch that out. It wasn't yes. eight by ten. It was a five by eight. Okay, I stand corrected. But anyway. Okay. Everybody else got wallet. Posey got a wallet, and you know, Tony, oh, yeah, my brother's other friends. <laughs> and I knew, I knew most of her friends, her other friends, her brother's friends, because we all kind of hung around. together. And so you know, it was another guy named Greg, and. Uh, he thought he was all cool and stuff, you know. But you know, when you like me, you ain't got to worry about it. Okay, so oh we're gosh. gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit. <laughs> so you 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 all have gotten married, um, and now you're. Let's see. So now let's, your husband and wife. Yeah. We're saying. What are you saying, honey? Go yeah. Ahead. So this next question. Let's think of pre-relationship with Christ. 
Right, right. So now, so this is this this is before Christ became a part of their marriage, and so so my question to you is, what was your greatest challenge as husband and wife? Let's start. Let's start with wife. Well, Why first, she always start first? Because you yeah, talk. She long. won't get longer. <laughs> I won't. I'm not long winded. And you can you can you know. I guess the greatest challenge challenge when we first got married. We got married in June of 1972, and June of 1972 we got married. Uh, he went into the Air Force in August of 1972, and in December of 1972, I flew out to. I was I was pregnant. He joined the Air With Force. Who? With me. He, he joined the Air Force in August. I was pregnant in August. And then with my daughter, Cassandra. And then in December of 1972, I was flying to Great Falls, Montana. Great Falls, Montana. Some place I always heard of in the history books, but no place I've really <laughs> the history seen books. before. But <laughs> we uh, flew out from Indianapolis. I left Indianapolis in 1972, have not been back there to live. But I guess the greatest challenge was being young, married, with a baby, you know, right after getting married. There was no time break in there for us. Although we knew each other growing up, there wasn't a, a time in there where we really got to know each other as husband and wife. Yep. Because mm-hmm. we went from friends to getting married you know boyfriend and girlfriend then we got married and then we went from a married couple to being parents yep so we were like back to back but you know what i would never say i I don't regret having my children young Mm -hmm. because you kind of learn and grow grow up with them you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're able to enjoy them more but you know, the challenges, that was challenge of becoming a mom, becoming a wife all at once. Uh, another challenge was being in the military and being a military family and having to, you know, leave your family, your immediate family, and go to somewhere else where you're unfamiliar. But as the years went on, you know, each challenge is different. Uh, like I said, we didn't have a chance really to know each other as husband and wife before we had babies and I think it's important that you get to know each other as husband and wife because there's a a period in there where you don't really know each other going together is different than living with somebody yeah you know what I'm saying and you you need time to learn how to live with somebody right (laughs) so that was that to me that was one of the greatest challenges and it's still a challenge because each phase of your life is different Mm -hmm. and each phase that person changes when you're 20 Mm -hmm. is different when you turn 30 your outlook is different so each phase of your your life and your marriage life changes so it's being able to grow with each phase uh of marriage and being able to um deal with the different quirks that each other have all through your marriage did i answer that question yes yes okay because we say that all the time like we talk about how you know dating is one thing but then when you get married that's a whole new ball game and you have to learn how to be married and you're you're always learning how to be married because Mm -hmm. it just changes there's so many different phases in your life 
that you have to learn. You first know, okay, I have to consider this other person that I that I have brought myself together with in in my life. And so, yeah, I get it. We get it. We talk about it all the time. Yep. So just because you, you mean, like you said, going together and living together, and even even moving in together. And getting and then getting married, you know, and, totally and I different. think a lot of people I don't understand that just because you live together, once you become actual husband and wife, the rules have still changed. You still change things about the, things about the relationship have changed, and you mm-hmm. just you can't get up and go when you feel like it because right. you have to consider the, ex- the other person the that you made the commitment to. Exactly, right. the expectations are different. Right. Everything, yeah. Are y'all taking up my time while y'all going no. back and forth? <laughs> No, <laughs> you, you, you got time. You can answer okay. now. How Go long ahead. do I have? Relax. How long do you have? <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll do the signals. Um, you know. Do you need the question n- near, again? No, I, I I know the question. Okay. Having been married for nearly fifty years, uh, I say that because it's closer to fifty years. There are so many challenges that we've had to face, and some have been greater than others. I think back to when I went into the Air Force, and you know, one thing that I told Ernestine when we uh, got engaged, I told her, I said, you don't ever have to work if you don't want to. Uh, I will, I'll take care of you and our kids. Uh, not having any at that time. Uh, But I said to her, if you do want to work, that's cool. But I would only ask that you would go to work when our kids were able to talk. Uh, Because I always felt that uh, I wanted them to be able to tell me, you know, how they were uh, more concerned if anything happened to them while they were at a babysitter's house or anything. That was just me. And so... Uh, that did happen after the second child, our son, was born. Uh, I introduced uh, Ernestine to a, a friend of mine, uh, females that was in the uh, Air Force, and they became close. And uh, one day, Ernestine said she wanted to join uh, the Air Force, and so uh, she went into the Air Force. Uh, I think it was uh, 1975. Mm-mm. 1976. 76, okay. She joined the Air Force, and while she was away uh, in basic training, until I uh, took the kids to my mom's house, I I kept the kids and uh, took care of them and uh, loaded them up after we packed the house up. And they, you know, of course, the Air Force moved all of our uh, household goods, and it was me, the two kids, and a poodle in a Volkswagen, (laughs) and we drove across country to Indianapolis, and I dropped the kids off to my uh, parents' house, and then that way they would be able to see my parents and her parents uh, while they were there. And I went on to my assigned duty station to wait for Ernestine to come. And so uh, we did that, and uh, one of our assignments that we got was overseas in Japan, uh, Okinawa, Japan, and I'll tell you, a uh, very beautiful place mm-hmm. and one of the things that I grew up doing and that I loved to do was roller skating and they had a uh, roller skating rink that just opened 
in uh, on Okinawa. Some people would say in, but Okinawa, since it's an island, it sets on an island. So you, you would have to say on uh, the island of Okinawa. And I was the first American that went in there, uh, and also the first uh, African American. Uh, but the good thing was that I had uh, studied Japanese language and culture for three years while I was there. And so I was able to converse with them. And so I started working at the skating rink. And I, and I, I, I would skate and skate and skate. It didn't matter to me. I'd leave work at uh, work. We get off work for 35 o'clock. I'm ready to go to a skating rink. And uh, Ernestine, you know, she stayed at home, giving her time to the kids playing with them, taking care of them and all, and I was out skating. Sometimes I didn't get home from skating until uh, 11, 12 o'clock, and if it was an all-night skate, you know, they see me the next day. <clears throat> I, I say this because it is a, a warning to all of those uh, young folks who are thinking about marriage or who are newly married. Uh, that you need to do something to put a hedge around your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because needless, needless to say that uh, in all my skating uh, time, being away from home, uh, I ended up uh, having an affair. And my wife, of course, didn't know about it. But when we came back from Japan, I had so much, uh, I think, guilt on my heart that I, I told her what happened, and it led to us almost uh, getting a divorce, not on her part, but on my part. And the only thing that saved our marriage and saved us was that I gave my life to the Lord. Now, that that's a long story, and I'm not gonna get into that at this time, but when, uh, the Lord came into my life. It was an immediate change uh, in my life. As a matter of fact, I was away at a school at Keesler Air Force Base. Is that, I think it was Keesler, wasn't it? Uh, at Keesler Air Force Base, and I called uh, Ernestine after I had gave my life to the Lord, and honestly, we talked 15 minutes before she would believe it was me. Mm. Because uh, the Lord had changed my voice everything had changed about me. There were things that I would, used to do and didn't want to do. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, on that particular night, I was in my room uh, 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 getting my uniform ready for the next day because I had uh, made it up in my mind that I was gonna graduate, distinguished graduate. Not only did you have to uh, know all the material that was given, but your uniforms and stuff had to be in a one shape and condition every day. And so I knew that uh, because I had planned to go to the club and I was, of uh, course, drinking there, and I say, I'm gonna get back and I'm not gonna be able to straighten no ribbons on my shirt or anything. And so I had plans to go to the club and get into whatever uh, devilment I could, uh, but I never left that room because that's where I met the Lord. And the Lord made it clear this was uh, your time. And uh, he asked me in my spirit, and I, I just, it was so clear. He said, I, I, I'm going to ask you when you stand before me, why were you not the husband to your wife that my word says you are to be? 
But right after that, another question came, and uh, the question was, uh, when you stand before me, and you will stand before me, I'm going to ask you, why were you not the father to my children that my words uh, say that you, you are to be? And I, I immediately started crying, and I told God, I didn't know how to do that. I <clears throat> didn't have that example as I was growing up, even though I had a, uh, uh, it was my stepfather, uh, he worked two jobs, and uh, so he was hardly ever home, and uh, just didn't have that example. And so, and I know that may be an excuse to some of you, but uh, I, I cried and I said, Lord, I don't know how, but if you uh, teach me, I promise you that I will stick with it. And when I got saved, I got home and told Ernestine, this was the first night I was home, I said, we need to go to church. And we need to find a church that's going to teach the word, a church where we're going to grow, a church where we can be involved. And the, the strange thing about it, we were at uh, Scott Air Force Base, if uh, some of you know where that may be. Right across the river was St. Louis, Missouri, where I, you know, I knew all the churches there, the African-American churches. And God wouldn't allow us to go there. So... Uh, what I did is I, I said, we're going to hold hands. We're going to open up the phone book to the churches. We're going to close our eyes. And I don't see y'all need to do this. I said, we're going to close our eyes and we're going to put our finger on a church. And wherever it lands, we're going to trust God. That's where he wants us. And uh, we did that. And out of all these ch ads that were on in the phone book with these big church ads and stuff, our finger landed on this one line, Faith Alliance Church, and uh, we ended up going to that church. And I'll tell you that God did some uh, major changing in both of our lives. Uh, like Ernestine said, we <clears throat> uh, became more involved with our kids. Uh, we became more involved with the Lord. And getting over that fact that you know I had uh, messed up I, I consider that a, a, the first great challenge in our life and that mm -hmm. I think uh, again I have to say that any uh, people young people even uh, older people who are uh, wanting to get married or even thinking about marriage you need to think about what kind of hedge? How do I put a hedge around my marriage? And I say the best hedge that you can have is the Lord Jesus Christ uh, because he makes it clear uh, that as long as we follow him, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And we have found that to be true. He put our marriage back together. It was richer uh, than it was before, stronger than it was before. And so when we celebrate 50 years next year, it will only be because of the grace of God. And, and our daughter, she knows this. I mean, we didn't hide it from her and her brother. We explained it to them and because we believe that it's something that they needed to know. Wow. Are you finished? <laughs> 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 I mean, okay. That was good. I was just I was just going to say one thing in there that the the incident that he mentioned happened before we had been married like 10 years. We it was under the 10 year mark cuz I remember our kids were 3 and 4 and we went overseas 
and they were seven and eight when we came back. I, I say that to say this to people who are getting married. Married it marriage is a committed relationship and there are gonna be things that's gonna happen in your marriage down the road and you have to be willing to fight through those things. I mean, yeah, I could have said, Oh, my husband cheated on me, I'm gonna I want a divorce. But I didn't do that. And well, he was the one that wanted to divorce, I guess, out of his guilt. But I say that is don't be quick to want to get a divorce. Be quick to want to stay and work through your marriage. Because there's going to be life hard struggles that's going to happen in your marriage. And you have to be willing to work through and to fight through those struggles. Don't be so willing. Our society nowadays is so willing to throw in the towel after one incident's happened. You know, infidelity. Okay, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. Did, did you really love that person when you married them? Did mm -hmm. you really listen to the vows you made when you married them? Mm -hmm. uh, if you did, then you know it said for richer, for poor, for mm. better, for worse. It didn't say just for the good times. It said for better, for worse. And during those worst times is when you really have to fight through your commitment to stay in that relationship. Don't be so quick to throw in the towel. Our society has created so many instant and well, this cancel, cancel society we live in nowadays is so quick to cancel everything out if it don't go the way we want it to. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, the thing about it is it's not going to always go the way you want it to. Right. But are you willing to work through those ways and to get to the other side of it? Yeah. That's important. That's important. That I mean, especially if you're going, you're making a lifelong commitment, and you all, everyone needs to understand. We, we, you, when you ask someone to marry you, and you say yes, you know, you're you're telling the world that you are it. We're going to be together forever, and we're going to fight through this. And you know, and and I can I can understand the whole you know those those mistakes you know the infidelity and, and and wanting to the best thing that could have happened was just get a divorce you know because of the amount of guilt you don't deserve to stay you didn't you don't deserve you don't you don't deserve to stay with me and i don't mean in a bad way i'm just saying you should not have to put up with that any longer you know um but no well, cassandra for better or for worse she stuck it out and you know it's well, it wasn't an option for me. Divorce was not an option. Well, it really should be an option, a first option for anyone. Uh, as, a, as a pastor, minister, teacher, I have learned that there are times when divorce is the best solution, mm -hmm. uh, especially if a person is in an abusive situation mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's not getting any better uh, things like that mm -hmm. uh, but you, 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 all of you said that you know you're in a, a committed relationship so the world can see well uh, that's okay but that takes a back seat to the 
issue at hand. It's not just a committed relationship. It's a covenant that mm-hmm. you've made before God. That's the important thing. You, if, if nobody in the world sees, you've stood before God and you've made this covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It says that you're going to uh, stay together uh, through all of the things that you say through going through the marriage vows. And it is and can be difficult, but uh, as the angel asked Mary, is there anything impossible with God? No. God can change the heart. Uh, uh, the, The Pharisees tried to trap Jesus when he says, well, Moses allowed us yeah, it said we could get uh, divorcement in writing. Mm. Jesus said that was only because of the hardness of your heart. And see, Jeremiah tells us that God, everything about our heart is wicked. That, mm-hmm. But God knows our heart. And God is the only one that can change the heart. Now, we have to be a willing vessel. Mm-hmm. But God is the only one that can change the hearts of those who are in uh, very difficult, uh, challenging situations, you know. Now, that, that's a, uh, 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 a negative, uh, challenging time. You know, you're going to have those negative, challenging times, I believe. And you're going to have those uh, challenging times that, that, that may look negative. But, in fact, there's nothing you could have done about it. But there's still challenges in your life both my wife and i we've battled uh cancer Mm -hmm. and we've seen god heal us from that but we Mm -hmm. we lost our only son and and how we that was such a great challenge for us but in all those cases the one uh, person we could go to was god yep knowing that god would give us the peace and give us the answers uh that we needed if the answers didn't come that meant that we just had to wait on him. We had to trust him. Mm-hmm. And that's what marriage is about, trusting mm-hmm. uh, the creator, because he's the one that uh, has created the marriage. It's like your vehicles. When your vehicles uh, are not working, you don't take them to a small appliance person to repair. Mm-hmm. You take them to the dealer or to a mechanic. Well, it's the same way with your marriage. Why take your marriage uh, first off to an outsider who doesn't know who you are or anything about you, but God who created marriage and created you knows what the issue is and knows how to fix that as you are a willing vessel. Well, Well, amen to that. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think when you were talking about your testimony and how you became you know, when God actually spoke to you, the first two things that he asked you are, they go back to that covenant relationship mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that you were referring to. And it just talks about how, you know, it's just confirmation as to why we call it the greatest covenant because, mm-hmm. you know, we, God created marriage and mm-hmm. he wants us to be in that covenant relationship first and foremost with him. And then 
with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know firsthand, uh, Cassandra, uh, how God changed that because when I, uh, well, when we both got out of the Air Force and I went to seminary, even before then, how we would have uh, uh, our family altar time and, mm-hmm. and you know, me being, uh, having such uh, fervor I was kind of long-winded, and you and your brother would end up going to sleep at the table, uh, and I would get upset. Don't y'all know this is important stuff? And, you know, and your mom had to tell me, you know, remind me they're just kids, and so I had to learn that. But it was still there. But I remember—I don't know if you do—that we'd be in our room praying, and we didn't shut the door. We didn't even tell y'all to stop living. We just went and done our thing. Why? Because we wanted you to see. Uh, that prayer was a very important uh, part mm-hmm. of life uh, with God, and it was a very important part in our family. So that when you went off on your own and started your own family, you too would understand uh, and have built into your heart that prayer is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that it, w- without prayer. We, we, I don't think we would be here today. That's true. You did teach me, you taught me how to pray. You, well, you, you, you showed me the importance of prayer. And I learned from that to the point that I don't, there are times that I had to wait for you mm-hmm. to want to pray before I actually did it. And then, the, but, but you have taught me that I don't, well, God has taught me and shown me that I don't need to wait for you to say let's pray i have no problem praying i have no problem praying on my own now right none whatsoever there are some mornings you catch me are we gonna pray before we leave I'm like, okay <laughs> that's fine that's fine we can pray before we leave well and you like had a similar background in terms of not having that father to show you how to be a father to show you how to be a husband yeah that's you why know. I'm kind of curious about that movie that we that that preview of that movie that we saw. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about seeing that, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, I'm actually I think I want to see that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's you know, and I think because of my because of the love that you've shown me through my mistakes and through my issues, you you show me that there is that God is there and that there is hope for me and there is hope for our relationship and our marriage. It helped me become, I I won't say it helped me be more of a, be a father to my children right? and not just, not just dad who just, I, I, you know, it helped me really to really focus on being that kind of father that I wanted to be Yeah, that I wasn't, I didn't have the opportunity to have growing up. And also, you know, seeing how, Mr. and Mrs. Williams, you know, my mom and my 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 extra mom and dad have uh, been in their relationship. It it showed me that, you know, there's hope for us. Yeah, (laughs) there is hope for us shows that, you know, as we get as we get older, we will have more fun times. Yeah. Yes. We will bicker. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We do it now. Yeah. Our kids look at us like, really? Yes, really. Um, And it shows us that we. That one, maybe one day you and I will be able to, you know, 
drive the car of our dreams. Yeah. You know. There's hope on the horizon for, you know, Jasmine to move out. Season two, episode <laughs> four, which she's still home. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, maybe one day, we'll, maybe one day we'll get our two dogs. Yeah. You know, and, you know, stuff like that. I'll have a beard as big as dad's. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. I think, see, looking at them, that gives us hope, you know. Yeah. Be able to just sit down and watch TV all day and, you know, yes. all that good stuff. Retirement. Look, Retirement. We're retired, so don't don't hate. <laughs> don't hate. Shoot. Oh, no, Get up. Don't have to punch the clock at 7.30. You don't un- stay up all night. You don't, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, the day the day that happens, that will be on the podcast. I have retired. <laughs> this is my last episode. I'm giving it all up. But marriage continues to go on. It doesn't stop at retirement. It doesn't stop until uh, you're in the grave, or it won't stop until Jesus comes to uh, claim his people. So, you know, that's, that's one thing you have to keep in mind. It, it's, it's always a, a, a work in action because mm-hmm. it's been said, but I like to say it with every season in a marriage, there comes change mm-hmm. because uh, things are different. You know, when we were younger, uh, things were okay as it relates to us doing things together, going out. And I used to run the flight line every day and I'd go to the gym twice a day when I was in the military because I enjoyed staying in shape. Uh, not just because the Air Force required us to be in shape, but I enjoyed it. And now, you know, I've had uh, health issues that have uh, caused me to slow down some, Mm -hmm. and that's a different season. And uh, it's a season that my wife has had to uh, endure, and it hasn't made her happy uh, because it's uh, time lost, uh, for her, you know, I mean, I still go to the gym. I, uh, I ride my bike that I have at home, my stationary bike, and I use my total gym, but it's not like what it used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to look at these things and keep in mind now, you know, she just had her birthday. Well, her birthday's today. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, mom. That's why we're, we're all together. We surprised, well, uh, uh, I surprised her. Uh, by working this thing out that uh, the family could be here and uh, now she had struggled with it it was all, great all the time beforehand <laughs> that she was turning 70 yeah I can yeah. say the age and turning seven. she was telling me before the thing man I ain't handling this and I didn't say anything but because I knew you know what I had planned and talked with my daughter and we had planned it out and I told him I said man your mama's killing me man she's getting on my nerves she asked him too many questions and, see we gonna end up getting a divorce I know I see it because she just won't leave it alone and uh, yeah he did say he's gonna have to do a lot of repenting for all this line he was doing to get you here <laughs> You know, it, it all worked out, and uh, uh, I hope she was happy with all a, the planning and everything. It was but, a great birthday, you guys. Uh, um, so. um, my husband has always been able to surprise me with stuff. I mean, like, he'll plan stuff right in front of my face, and I still won't have a clue. <laughs> but 
uh, he's always been able to uh, surprise me. And this one was a good surprise. I kind of figured a few little things out, but. The surprise uh, almost got spoiled a couple of times. Mm, you mean, yeah. I, we won't, that, we won't, we won't you, mention, we won't mention any names, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> by her, by me, by, her, by your but, son, right. my grandson. <laughs> but you know, it all worked. It out. did. Yeah. I think after I got here to the to the condo, because I I thought, well, they'll be at the condos to go surprise. Then I walked in. It's like. No surprise. I walked to the door and there's these balloons on the thing on the table that says "Happy Birthday," and I was saying, "Well, maybe I, in my mind, I was thinking, well, they're probably in one of these rooms hiding." Then I went to all the rooms. I didn't see nobody, and I said, oh, "Okay, oh well, <laughs> <laughs> they not. I guess they not guess coming." They coming. <laughs> so, but they showed up that evening. We yeah, finally we showed eventually up. did. We yeah, eventually it was did. a great, great, great birthday. And yeah, I, I turned seventy on this birthday, and it's. Uh, like my husband said, each season has its own different yeah, aspects. You 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 look mm-hmm. at life a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you appreciate things. The older you get, the more appreciative you come become of the things that you value in your life and the things that you have been blessed with in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think seventy is just an another year of 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 more understanding and being more appreciative and not taking things for granted yeah yeah so yeah i just love the fact that for your birthday we got all these presents your husband brings you to a condo mm-hmm. and he gets you these nice hoop earrings mm-hmm. i love the my nice earrings. watch and the nice watch. got the nice watch and you would y'all you oh, wouldn't wait, believe wait, she wait, got wait 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 one one thing on the watch okay, okay. i was thinking the about watch. this okay <laughs> I'm, ain't this one of these watches that tell you what your heart rate and all that? Yes. Was yes. that a slap in the face? Oh, she's 70 now. She needs one of these watches. No, no, that would have been a cane, which you already, <laughs> no, already had. already got a cane. <laughs> now, whose idea was that? Let's tell the truth. It, it was, was mine. It was daddy's it was idea. It was my idea. And it wasn't Sandra's or Why, for me else's. to the watch? Yes. That I have. Well, you? no, because you? Uh, you got one one time and. I was watching you, and it didn't work right like you wanted. And I said, well, uh, and Sandra, I talked with her about hers, and uh, I said, okay, well, let's try this one then. No, but what I was saying was... Was it because I'm turning 70 now? No. 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 I'm just joking. That. No. that was what I thought. No, no, yes. no. And I kind of chuckled to myself. Well, <laughs> no. I go, now I need this to show me what my heart rate so I won't kill over while no. I'm out here walking. It's, it's very time. useful. It was very, it's very useful. You can, you know, and then if you ever get a text, you don't have to look for your phone you to answer your the text. Right there on your right. watch. Your, but, your daughter will help you set it up if you haven't done it already. What do I do with my other watches? Still wear them. Still wear them. other nice, pretty watches. Do I wear one on this no. wrist and one on that? Help her out, Daddy. <laughs> I, I done done my part, so I done done my part. So. No, the part that I was getting to is the fact that she got so excited about the things that you made her, the towels. The dish towels. The dish t- I mean, she was excited. Yeah. I've never seen. But that's all right. I guess I that's mean, just the homemaker you know, in your mother. Cause it doesn't I'm, take much to, to surprise I mommy. I still remember I, when she, she got that. She did a good that, job. I liked them. I love them. I still I remember mean, when it, you got that, 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 the that shark vacuum. vacuum. Cleaner, yeah. <laughs> she went, you would have thought she was about to run naked in the streets over that vacuum. She was excited. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. see, people are probably listening a vacuum cleaner. Who get a vacuum cleaner for Christmas? 
Well, she wanted it. <laughs> she but did I get the fur coat the same year? Yes, you got yeah, the fur, fur coat, coat the same year. The fur coat, year. Yeah, the fur so. coat you were specious. The vacuum, you you jumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, y'all. So the same year I got the vacuum cleaner, I got a fur coat. So, you know, it balanced itself <laughs> it balanced out here, really. Out. And it doesn't take much to, to, you know, I'm very much like her, like my mom. It, it, I don't need all the fancy stuff to get excited. It's welcome, but I don't need it. You know, I don't have a desire for it all the time. It's, it's simple why. things, you know. Just to see, I guess the, the fact is, for 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 me, I've never been a, a woman to go out and just blow money not until after my kids got grown then mm -hmm. i started buying me jewelry and shoes well when they were younger i couldn't <laughs> afford that right but when they uh, got became true. grown i started buying me you know started buying me jewelry and shoes but I, I didn't go overboard but i'm not one to just go out and just blow money just to go out and spend money no you could have bought when the kids were home because I used to tell you. You don't have to defend yourself. I used to tell you. I said, "Why don't you go out and get you some shoes or something?" Well, we need the money for the kids. For the kids. And I used to tell her, "The kids gonna be grown and gone one day, and, and it's just gonna be you and me." Wow. Well, now I know where you get, you get it shoes. from. Now I, I know where you get it from. But right then, when it comes the from the kids, kids had a need. Yep. Yeah, and that's my thought process. Taking care, of, taking care of the kids first was you know was was my thing but now he doesn't mind that i buy stuff for myself you know mm -hmm. uh and and i appreciate that but i don't abuse that by just going out and just every week i got to go out and spend just blow money on stuff i'm very conscious of what of what I buy and what I want to spend money on. The pandemic won't let you. You got to stay in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I think, hey, but there's always Amazon. Uh, online. There's always <laughs> online. Another and I dang think, box and come to my I house. I think <laughs> that it, you know, that's when we were talking about how, you know, you have to, it, it, it's a it's a give and take in marriage. It is. It's a it's a compromise in marriage. But also it's it's showing love to one another you know mm. for me i'm the same way before you know life was was the kids you know and i needed to make sure in my mind i needed to make sure that the kids were taken care of that they had what they needed mm -hmm. before i was got anything before you know um and so at first it was hard to go and treat myself to something but now it's not hard at all i don't no. have a problem doing it <laughs> well, okay now my it. husband don't have a hard time treating himself and his wife don't have a hard time with saying okay when he says i want to get this okay you know you can i'm get still working this. on that by the way i'm still working you know, on that's not true uh <laughs> so you know it's a it's a it's a it's a even deal yeah well it could be more than that too and i can't I mean, i've read so many books i can't even remember now was it Sm uh, S smally who wrote the five love, love languages mm, uh, uh I, no, I don't uh, know for sure. Gary, Gary. I can't think of his Yeah, life. I think it's Smalley. Gary Smalley, yeah, I think, I think so. he wrote Five Love Languages. If he didn't, forgive me, uh, audience. Uh, but he talked to us about the uh, different uh, love languages that uh, we have. And, um, you know, I, I know my wife's love language is, is a connection with her uh, spiritual gift, that is, of service. 
and she likes to serve and stuff like that. You know, uh, there, there's a love language of uh, giving. There are some mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who like to give, and and that's me. And when it comes to my wife, you know, I <clears throat> excuse me, I, I've uh, wanted her to have really whatever she wanted mm-hmm. uh, in our our life. Uh, I, I told her uh, before she bought the last car, uh, not that not that we are uh, wealthy or anything like that, but I told her I said, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna Benz uh, 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 for a car? Cause we're going to get her another car." And I was willing to do it, uh, and we could have afforded it. And so, uh, but she says, "No, I just want a Buick." What is this thing? I Encore. got a Buick Encore, and I love <laughs> and my that, car. That makes her happy, and that's fine. But you know, I would have bought it for her. my car is just right for me. And and uh, because that's my love language is gift. There's some love language of touching. You know, that people just want to. I ain't talking about it in a freaky way. You know. <laughs> Thank uh, you, because that's mine. <laughs> they just want to touch sometimes. You know, and. That, and so those are things that um, uh, help a, a, a marriage to grow and to prosper. Uh, I, I, I would encourage uh, young people and those who are already married, if your marriage is not where you think it is, uh, first read scripture, mm-hmm. study scripture, because there is nothing that you cannot learn about yourself and your marriage it's not in scripture you can learn anything that you want to learn there and now there of course you can find all kind of books uh, about marriage um, how to uh, save your marriage and some of them are good some of them are you know you got to figure it out which is the best or what you think is good but i would encourage you to uh sit down look at some of the books uh anything on communication is very good uh how how to know how to communicate what two-way communication is all about you see these are things that we weren't taught by our families these we didn't learn these in school i learned them in seminary but uh and i tried to teach them to my kids when uh, I learned it, you know, my, my daughter can tell you, when it came to sex uh, relations, we had a, a quarterly sex uh, uh, education in our home. Quarterly. I would bring home a, quarterly. a video, <laughs> yep. I would bring home the books from the, from the seminary wow. library, mm-hmm. and it was Dr. James Again? Dobson's Again? material, and we'd sit down <laughs> and look at it, and uh, I'd go through it with them, and i say, this is this is important stuff. Uh, because uh, you're, what God has given you is a part of who you are, a very important part of who you are. But at the same time, it's a gift that God wants you to give to your mate, wherever that mate is going to be. Uh, so, you know, I, I took it serious. I made a promise to God. I, I'll do whatever I can to uh, teach your children, because they are. Mm-hmm. And those of you who have children, they're not yours. They're on loan to you. Yep. And and I told God, I'll teach your children whatever I need to know. Uh, and I, it came to the point that when they got to be teenagers, I would tell them uh, when it got time close to them to leave home. I said, look, when you leave, 
uh, normally I would say that you're representing the Williams name, but you're not just representing the Williams name. That's second to who you really represent. You mm -hmm. represent God the Father in heaven. Yeah. And if you can't represent him rightly, you're, you're not going to be successful in representing the Williams name uh, and what you've been taught in your life. And so, you know, I, I would encourage you to uh, uh, make it a point to pray together, to read together. Men, uh, take the uh, responsibility of being the leader in that. And, mm -hmm. I, and I have to confess, it's not always easy. Even though my wife and I are retired, uh, I, I, I still study. I can spend eight hours in my office just reading books. And sometimes I do that and uh, I, I forget to eat. I forget to do uh, our devotions together because I'm so engrossed in books and stuff. And it's not an excuse because I, it's something that I have to work on. Uh, but, you know, since, since my wife won't let me go back to school, because I, I would love to go back to school, but she said, if you go back to school, I'm going to divorce you. Hey, he's got all the and degrees so, he can get. He don't need no more. Uh, I, I just have to make do with what I got here. So You got a PhD. I would encourage you to don't encourage uh, that behavior. reach out what you to uh, uh, your libraries, your bookstores, whatever, or talk to somebody, uh, uh, younger people, uh, uh, get some of that wisdom and knowledge from uh, the more senior people around you. Uh, if they've been married over 40 years, they're not ignorant. Something has kept them together. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to approach them and say, can, you, can we talk to you? We'd like to know how you stayed married so long, you know? Uh, those are things that are good for you. Okay. That's that's sage advice. Just I mean, you know, dropping truth bombs this whole episode, this whole episode. I mean, it's just, you know, so much wisdom and so much knowledge and truth that I think that you anybody that's listening, if y'all didn't get something from it. We weren't wow. listening. <laughs> I don't know what to tell this you. Is, Go back and listen to it from the beginning. This is good stuff. Are yeah. we getting paid for this? By a and great big that. thank you. You know what? God is your pay God has your paycheck. <laughs> don't don't let me get off on pimping now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, Reverend, this was fun. Reverend Reverend Doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superfly. Whatever. This was a fun episode. It was. Thank you very much, my in laws, my mm -hmm. mom and dad. Thank you for having us. We yeah. enjoyed it. We appreciate yes, it. This this was fun. So uh, what are we gonna do after this? Lay on the beach, watch T V, what are we doing? I don't know. We gotta I'm, figure out something. I got my book to read and take some notes and stuff. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a nap. But y'all <laughs> go where y'all want. <laughs> we might walk down to the beach. We might. Know. We might. Yeah. We, we might not. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot yeah. outside. So, so, but yeah, this was fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and close this out in prayer, and and then you're I'll, gonna pray, so and then I'm gonna, gonna to close pray, this out, and then so Mark's gonna close this out. Question: yes. what, what kind of music you closing with? You'll hear it when it's done being edited. Is it Barry White? No. <laughs> he just had to get that in. He had to get it in. Just, <laughs> just slide it in there. <laughs> oh, let us. He won't let me talk in my Barry White. Oh, <laughs> let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you for another 
another day that wasn't promised to us, Lord. Mm. We thank you, Father, for your continued grace and mercy over our lives, over our lives as husband and wife. We thank you, Lord, for the hands that you have on those husbands and wives that are listening to this podcast right now, Lord. Mm. We pray that the words of wisdom that have come from my in-laws be something that has touched their heart Mm. and uh, asked the right questions for them between themselves and and I do pray, Lord, that the words that uh, have been given to them from this podcast direct them to want to know what it is they can do to be saved and mm. what they have to do to reach out to who they need to speak to and um, and speaking to God and remind them that through everything in their life, speaking to God and getting guidance from him is the most important thing, the most important part of the success of their marriage. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this time. In your son's precious holy name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Greatest Covenant. For more information about The Greatest Covenant, you can reach out to us on our website at www.thegreatestcovenant.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Greatest Covenant. You can also reach out to us via email at thegreatestcovenant21 at gmail.com. God bless you and we love you all.